The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. I am the bread of life. Your sister, ancestors, ate manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Boys and girls, back in December, on the 25th, what did we celebrate? Christmas. What happened at Christmas? Jesus was born. Yes, Jesus was born. Just a little while ago, on Good Friday, we found out why he was born. What happened on Good Friday? Jesus died on the cross. That's why he was born. That's why he came. Well, that wasn't the end, was it? What happened three days later? What happened three days later? He rose from the dead. Yes, he rose from the dead. He conquered death, didn't he? Death couldn't hold him. The tomb couldn't hold him. He conquered it. All right. He was with us for 40 days, speaking with his apostles. Then what? After 40 days, what did he do? He ascended into heaven to be with the right hand of the Father. Right. Ascended into heaven. But he promised to send us someone. Do you know who he promised to send us? You think? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came. As our Lord said, he would be with us always until the end of the what? So I will be with you always until the end of the what? What? World. Until the end of the world. Now, all right, he ascended into heaven. The Holy Spirit came down and gave us the church. But how will he remain with us then until the end of the world? That wasn't just it. How will he remain with us? When Jesus came, let me ask you another question. When Jesus came, he wasn't just a spirit. What was he? Besides a spirit. 
Because he was God, became one of us, which means he had a what? What do we have besides the spirit? That, that's the spirit, yes. What else do we have? I have a body. That's how we can know one another, right? Because we have bodies, we can communicate. We can see one another and hear one another. So that's the way he came. Now, he said he would be with us until the end of the world, right? What he said. But how can he do that? He's going to remain with us. He can't just be with us as God. He can't just be with us as God. He has to be with us as man too. Which means he has to have a... What? You just told me. A body. So now... He's risen from the dead, he sent the Holy Spirit, and he remains with us. How? Why are you here today? Yes, that's how he remains with us, isn't it? He remains with us in his body and blood in the Eucharist. That's how he, that's how he remains with us until the end of time, in his body and blood. That's why you've come here today. What a great gift that Jesus would do that for you and for me and for all of us who are able to receive him. This is just the beginning because where is Jesus now? Where is Jesus now? Pardon? He is, but where is he in his uh, risen body? The one that we can see and touch. Where did he go? To heaven. He's in heaven. He's in heaven but you're right. He's here too, isn't he? So Jesus is in heaven. Well then, if Jesus is in heaven and he comes to us in his body and blood, where is he taking us? Where is he taking us? He's taking us to heaven with him because heaven is in the tabernacle and heaven's going to come down on this altar. Heaven's going to come down here and that's where he's going to take us. While we're here, we're going to go into heaven for a little while. But in the end, where does he want to take us all? In the end, when it's all finished, where we're hopefully all going to, hopefully going to go? To heaven, yes. So we, this is part of our journey. Every time we receive the Eucharist, we get closer to heaven because the Lord comes to us as heaven. Now someday again, at the end, he will come and hopefully take us there. But we begin that journey today. So it's a wonderful thing to think that you are able to receive his body and blood. Well, let me ask you one more question. If we receive his body and blood, who are we supposed to become like? Who are we supposed to become like? Jesus. If we receive his body and blood, we're supposed to become like Jesus. So that when we leave here, people should see Jesus in us, right? And they do that because we are we show them what? Respect. Respect and Jesus came to what would you call that? If he suffered and died on the cross for us, it means that he what? You're almost there. Which means that he and that tells you that he, he loves us, yes. 
It's an act of love. So when we go out of here, if we receive the body and blood of Christ, we are supposed to be an image of, of, of the love of Jesus, aren't we? So when people see you or me or any of us, they should say, ah, this person has been with Jesus. And I can tell because of the way they live. So we're not just going out into the world that we came in from. We're going out as somebody different because we're going to walk not alone anymore. We're walking with whom from now on? With Jesus, yes. We walk with Jesus from now on. So this is just the beginning. But every time, as I said, you receive communion, you grow. Something is better. You become holier, hopefully. That's what we're supposed to do because, as I said, when God comes to us, he wants that life to grow in us every single day. You know, you will never in your life come to a day when you can say, oh, that's enough. I'm holy enough. I can stop right now. I'm as holy as I'm ever going to be, and that's it. Because the Lord says, no, you aren't. There's something new tomorrow, too. Something even better tomorrow. And you're supposed to become even something better tomorrow. And you can. Because of what God does. With the Eucharist, we can do anything. I can't imagine living in a world without the Eucharist, quite frankly. Um, I can't imagine living in a world where Jesus isn't really right there when I want to be with him anytime. Of course, anywhere we go, we can be with Jesus. But he comes to us here as he comes to us nowhere else. So, are you ready for this, do you think? Are you? Are you all ready? Um, actually, in one way, we aren't. We, we're as ready, perhaps, as we can be right now, but we can always become more ready. You know, I have a good priest friend who is now 90, I think. And when he was ordained, this may not make much sense to you, I'm going to tell the story anyway, um, a nun sends him a card. And in the card she said, I will not pray that you become worthy of the priesthood, because you can't. But I will pray that every day you become a little less unworthy. Well, here we are. We can never be worthy to receive Jesus. In fact, we say that, don't we? Lord, I am not worthy. We can never be worthy, but we can become less unworthy, and every day we can become holier and be more ready to meet him. So we're going to go out and do that now. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the body and blood of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For all these children today who will receive the body and blood of the Lord for the first time, they will always grow in that grace and be more perfectly images of Jesus, we pray to the Lord. For the church throughout the world, that the world may see in her the presence of Jesus Christ because of the Eucharist that we celebrate, we pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world and all peoples, that they may come to know Jesus Christ in his church and in his body and blood, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering, that they in particular may know Jesus in their suffering, we pray to the Lord. For a greater respect for human life, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, and those young men and women who will bring Jesus to us in a unique way. For a greater reverence for the sanctity of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. 
for our administrator, our future bishop, our priests, seminarians, and the American hierarchy, that they will be visible signs of the Eucharist that they bring to us. We pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, who all have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. The eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed and for all of us here that we may grow in God's grace day by day even into the kingdom of heaven we pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Eucharist as we sing. <laughs> 